Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Golf Shake Podcast. Me and Matt are here once again to talk all things golf. We're going to talk a little bit about what's happened on the various tours around the world this week, but also what we've been up to. Matt, how are you? I'm all right. I'm good. How are you? That's very non-committal. Um, I'm good, yeah. Busy. Busy. Yeah. Very busy, but good. Yeah. That's good. I suppose for a golf pro at the start of the, this, this time of year, it's... Better to be busy than not busy, right? Yeah, I mean, normally this time of year is pretty quiet for for most golf pros, I would say. It's that, you know, it doesn't really start getting busy till April. But for some reason, this season seems uh, seems busy already, really, which is good. So, yeah, looking forward to obviously going away in March, going to Turkey to play a bit of golf and hopefully in the sunshine. But, yeah, I mean, in the lead up to that, we've obviously got a new product coming out and... It's starting to land in the shop now and all that kind of stuff. So that that's kind of what I've been busy at uh, this last few days, particularly. So new clothing coming in, new footwear, uh, trying to merchandise it in the shop and get it looking good. So um, yeah, all, all busy. Do you, do you know what I've done today, which I know will kind of resonate with a lot of other golfers out there today, is um, so at my club, the tea booking system opens six weeks in advance. Right. Um, so you're allowed to book, um, basically you're, you're allowed to have, uh, I think five or six tea bookings at once over that five or six week period. Right. Um, so it's open today. So tonight, uh, literally at like 20 past, so this is Monday night, we're recording at 20 past seven. It opens up for Saturday the 25th of March, which seems ages away, but it obviously six weeks away. Yeah. Um, but that's actually the weekend that the clocks change as well. Right, okay. Um, so we're so close now. It's getting there, isn't it? I mean, I've, to be honest, I've always thought of the Masters as the start of the season, but in fact, in this country, it's probably later than that. I mean, it's not until probably end of April, really, that the weather's, you know, kind of dependable, I suppose, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's Golf courses still take about till then to start growing properly and stuff, don't they? So Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've been lucky now down here. We've not had any rain for... Uh, or not any sustained long periods of rain for a good week, 10 days now. Um, yeah. And whilst the golf course is wet and you're picking up bits of mud in the morning, um, it's like I played, when did I play? Monday afternoon last week. And I just noticed the ball was going a little bit further. You're hitting less club and it was just nice. You know, the bottom of your trousers weren't covered in mud. Um, <laughs> and I didn't even need a body warmer on Saturday. Took, I had to take a layer off this weekend, which was nice. Wow, um, but you say I mean I'm surprised you think you you feel like it starts a little bit late and that I I get it from a weather perspective, but I was just looking in my diary because I'm now starting to organise you know my open comps and stuff for for this year and I basically got the first the first proper event on Thursday the sixth of April, which is the day the, the actual Masters starts as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, uh, I mean, I mean, I suppose I. I'm just looking at it from a golf pro perspective in that in that kind of it's not until after the Masters do people start coming in and wanting to buy polo shirts and, you know, pairs of shorts and stuff like that, just like some of the spring-summer clothing they've actually got yep. in because it's too cold um, until then to even even warrant getting it. But like I say, for me, it, I'm, to be honest, I'm busy all the time, really. I mean, the, it's starting to get busy with people wanting lessons in the run-up to the season, but also custom fitting's been very busy. So 
we've done lots of golf clubs in the last couple of weeks and you know the the sort of five brands that I stock we're doing pretty much equally as well with with all of them so uh, yeah just just very very happy and very busy really with with what we're doing from that regard but also like I say I've just uh, I've got a, a new clothing brand in the shop this year so that all came in this week but a little bit kind of disjointed because I'm waiting for the all the slap wall kind of display stuff to come and that's not coming for another couple of weeks so it seems stupid that they've sent me all the clothing before the anyway of displaying it but hey um but <laughs> but yeah just getting stuff in getting it in the till getting it ready to sell all that kind of stuff so yeah it's still pretty busy yeah it's good did you have you played have you been out yet I actually, we'll get onto this later on because I want to have a bit of a chat about this, but I've not played, no, but I have been outside. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did a little I did a little mini air pump there and punched no, the no. air a little bit because I thought no, I, Ryan I, is back. I haven't played golf, but, I, but I've hit some shots outside. I'll talk to you about that a little bit later. But what have you been up to this week? I'm guessing you'll have played multiple times, yeah? Yeah, well, so I, I did manage to get over on Friday afternoon. So I did actually have quite a busy week last week since we recorded that podcast. Um, so I played on Tuesday last week at the, um, you know, I did this uh, winter four ball thing at Felix, though, up by the sea. Um, yeah. So I did that on Tuesday. Pretty solid, seven over, seven bogeys, nothing. A um, couple of three putt bogeys, which annoys me, but the greens are, are up there were unbelievably slick. Um, I'm not surprised I got caught out. A couple of free putt bogeys early. Um, but other than that, I was pretty happy, solid. Um, got a few holes in Saturday afternoon, uh, Friday afternoon. Um, and then just, we had Stableford weekend. So I had Stableford Saturday and Sunday and it was pretty bang average weekend, to be honest. I got off to a bad start both days and, you know, kind of like 32 points one day, 31 points Sunday. It's yeah, I keep telling myself, I feel like I'm playing well and people keep saying to me, you know, the short game's in good nick, I'm, you know, I I'm feel pretty positive, but there's only so long like I can keep shooting kind of like 78, 79, 77s thinking, you know, something's going to happen soon, something's going to happen without trying to force it, kind of want to let it happen, but my patience runs thin because I feel like when you're playing well, you do need to capitalise on it. I just feel like I'm not. Um so yeah, so that's me. I don't need therapy this week. Put it that way. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's still early, mate, isn't it? Is all I'd say. Just you know, I I wouldn't really glean too much from the way you're playing at the moment. It's not really that important, is it? So um, no, yeah. Let, let's wait until uh, wait until another two months' time. And if you're still playing well and not shooting good scores, then yeah, I'd be worried about it. But yeah, I mean, look, I think to be honest, like I, I take I take a lot out of Tuesday's round up up at Felix though because. The seven over there, we played out off the black tees. Um, and seven, seven over over there was actually worth something like 5.8 for me handicap. So it ended up being a counter um, yeah. and got a, got a small cut, but unfortunately lost a good one on Sunday. So, yeah, it's just kind of point one off, point one back, point one off, point one back. But if I can keep it where it is between now and, say, you know, end of Feb, early March, I'll, I'll be over the moon. Yeah, good. I mean, I mean, that's that's all you can do, I think, isn't it? Just try and get yourself in a good place for when the season does does begin. But yeah, I mean, we there's obviously lots of golf going on around the world as well, which we'll touch upon now. So, you know, between obviously DP World Tour and PGA Tour, what have you been watching the most in the last couple of days, Matt? 
Um, so we could talk about DP World Tour first because I'll be honest, I haven't watched a great deal. Um, it's just on at a funny time, some of these events at the moment. I watched maybe 25 minutes Saturday morning, 25 minutes Sunday morning. Then the problem is I go off and play golf. And by the time I come back in, yeah, I got into the clubhouse literally as, as the program was finishing on Sunday. So not watched too much on the European tour, but I did watch a lot of the uh, the, the waste management in Felix, as you'd expect. Yeah, I, I was the same, really. I didn't didn't watch much uh, DP World Tour this week, just pure, purely because of the time it was on. It was just not, not ideal. It comes on at like five o'clock in the morning or... Yeah, which, you know, unless, unless you've um, got insomnia, you're not going to be up watching that, are no. you? But, and then you're off to work and, you know, sort of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm at work, Sunday morning. You're not going to get up at five o'clock to watch golf, are you? But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I watched quite a bit of um, waste management because it's just super cool. But, um, but yeah, no, obviously seeing Oki Stryden win was good. Obviously played fantastically well. That last round he shot was very, very good as well. Um I mean, Six, a, Sunday 63, we, we yeah, seem I mean, to say this every week, don't we? We do. I mean, that'll generally get the job done for you, won't it, if you're in and around anywhere of the lead. Sammy Valamaki playing well. Again, he just seems to churn out results, you know, week in, week out. And he's a very, very good player and looks quite exciting to watch. He reminds me of Marcus quite a lot, actually. <laughs> Obviously, I watch a lot of him and um, watching Sammy as well. He just... He's pretty much full tilt all the time, gives it a good rip and, yeah, just kind of picks up the pieces after that, doesn't he? He's very, yeah. very... Few few other names floating around in there. I keep seeing Richard Mansell's name. He's got to get a win soon. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I noticed that myself and I thought you'd you'd be uh, paying attention to that. It was great yeah. to uh, Marcel Seam, obviously, this week, 500th um, European Tour event, which is just unbelievable. Um, Hold an absolute... Did you see that on social media? Yeah. I've been doing around. Yeah. Yeah. Like a hundred, hundred foot. No, I think it was hundred feet. I think they really? made it up. Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he finished minus twelve, so he wasn't miles away either, was he? But um, you know, looking down the, at the at the leaderboard, uh, Mathieu Pavin and uh, Anton Rosner, who it just seemed again to just be playing lovely, and I wouldn't put it past them this week in in Thailand to do something. To be honest, so yeah. But you know, just like most of the golfing world. Most of us would have been watching uh, Phoenix and and the waste management. I mean, the the scenes on uh, the par three on sixteen didn't look to me like they got quite as raucous as they had done previously, which I think is a good thing. But um, it still looked like one hell of an atmosphere. Yeah, did you see? <laughs> did you see the streaker? I did. Was it? I, I think was it a man? Yeah. I yeah, it was. Yeah, I, yeah. It was. I had to yeah. double take for a minute because I thought it was a woman. Cause was, yeah. Um, but <laughs> no, it was a man. And I think uh, did he then carry on, run out the back of sixteen down seventeen, and jumped in the lake, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah. So, so basically, he's obviously you know he's he's that he's must have had a few. He might not have done. He might not have done, but. He somehow has made it onto the 16th, run through the entrance, literally running down the uh, the, the 17th fairway, jumped into the um, into the lake off the back of the 17th green, and swam out to uh, like you know they have these like these big floating letters at some events, and it's just got like W M open yeah. on. He's basically swam out to these letters and just kind of sat on, climbed up onto the letters, turned around and just kind of double fist pumped the crowd. And they're going wild. And then obviously the security guard, you can see him kind of all 
hanging around on the side thinking like, how the hell are we going to get this guy out of here now? <laughs> um, it's, it's one of them ones for me. Like I, I look at that and I think it's funny. It's funny, but you know, I don't know where the line is. And I know that maybe some people think that that might be overstepping the line slightly. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's all good fun. You know, he hasn't hurt anybody has he? He's just, no, for a couple of no, minutes. but, but I think, do you know, what? I think, I think that is sometimes is the issue. It's like, he's not hurt anybody, but he could quite easily have done if he felt like he wanted to. And I think that's the, that's, that's where people potentially have to, have to look and draw the line and think, you know, you want people to go in there and have some fun. That's, that's what it's all about. Um, and I'd hate for it to be ruined by somebody overstepping a mark one year because, you know, I do fear that that could, you know, it has got the potential to happen. So touch what it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I enjoyed watching it, and you know, aside from him, like I said, I didn't. I only caught a bit of it, but um, but no, it looked um, it looked pretty bonkers to be honest. But you know, the golf, I mean, was was stacked, really, stacked leaderboard. Yeah, some very, very good players and some really good performances as well, wasn't there? To be honest, I mean, um, obviously uh, Scott Scheffler winning, which kind of you know, back-to-back now, which kind of catapulted him to the top of the world rankings last year. And who knows, he may he may go on a bit of a run again now. And um, he certainly looked to be playing very, very well and never really looked in any danger, did he, to be honest? No. Um, so what, was, um, what I found interesting was that you think of what he's achieved in the last 12 months in terms of events that he's won, um, you know, major champion, world number one, this was the first time he'd defended an event because this, this time last year was his first PGA Tour victory. Yeah. So it was a bit of a full circle moment for him, I, I, I think. And it was comfortable in the end. He, you know, I actually stayed up last night and watched it until, um, I think I've watched him play 17. And then at that point he had a two shot lead and yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't going to, wasn't going to mess it up from there. But like we say, I, I called out Jason Day last week. It's good to see him. He, Fifth place finish. Um, they played really well. Justin Thomas had a good finish. Spieth was up there. Sam yeah. Burns. So just so many good players in there. Ricky Fowler had yeah. his uh, hole in one, didn't he, yesterday? Yeah. I was going to come on to Ricky. I mean, um, he he let me down a little bit in the betting stakes, to be fair, because I had some each way money on him. And oh, he did you need eighth place? Yeah. And he's five for tenth, unfortunately. So, yeah, he let me down with a double bogey just that chucked in on about 11 or 12, I think. But, um, but yeah, no, it's nice to see him playing well and um used to say he won't do that again this week, to be honest. I mean, um he he looks like he's hitting the ball well again, looks like he's got it under control. His putting still looks a little bit suspect from what I saw him, but um but yeah, if you keep holding him one on a few par threes, you'll do all right, I think. Yeah, and it's it's strange because the putting for him was was really it was the strength, wasn't it? You know, we used to ram like them six to eight footers just literally just yeah. hit him hard at the back of the hole. Um, yeah, absolutely. And certainly when you look at the victories he's had and kind of runs of, was it something like six birdies in a row or something crazy that he finished yeah. to win one event? And I remember him winning at Gullen and he, you know, he, he birdied a few of the last few holes and it just made it look really easy. And like I say, put him, I always thought was probably the strongest part of his game, but I don't know whether it, you know, he might have just changed putters for just consistency. I don't know, but he just doesn't seem to be holding those ones that you kind of expect him to hold. No, but his his swing looks drastically different as well. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a lot less laid off at the top. 
Yeah, it's it's a lot it's a lot easier on the eye. Um, yeah, it's it more functional, I think. But you know, looking at it, it looks looks good. So, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see Ricky winning again very very soon. And you know, if he keeps playing the way he is, who, who's to say he won't do it next week? You never know. Well, there's uh, there's another geezer in the field next week. Um, who might have something to say about that? Victor Hovland, uh, a certain Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the the world's going to go crazy. I mean, the internet will break. You know, everything's going to go nuts when uh, when Tiger comes to town, aren't they? Really? And you know, the Genesis is at Riviera is an event that um, everyone's going to be watching, and, and certainly an event that he will have wanted to play in, and. It's just going to be a good test to see what kind of state he's in, really, I suppose, um, before you know the run into the Masters. You know, we're talking about the golf season starting. The Masters is only, you know, six, seven, eight weeks away, something like that. So he's not got a long time to get himself in shape. And it'd be good to – I'd personally just see, love to see him make the cut um, and just get some rounds under his belt and play some nice golf. I'm sure he'll – have quite a nice um, airing for the first two days, as he's the host and someone who can probably pick who he wants to play with. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure it'll be two of his pals that he's playing with anyway. I reckon he'll play with uh, Justin Thomas and Max Homer. You reckon? That'd be good. That's my prediction. And in terms um, of who we think is going to win this thing, then, so what? What? Who's your money on? What would you? Who would you go with? Uh, <sighs> You know who I like this week? Um, I like Will Zalatoris. Okay. Because um, he's had some injury issues, but he is coming back and he's going to start playing well again soon. Um, so that would be my pick, I think. Um, but like you, I would love to see, uh, I'd love to see Tiger just, just do well. It would be nice to see him moving freely, swinging well. Um, yeah. Tony Finau is my other one. There you go. Okay. There's my two. I'm not sure. Is this another one of the, we're not allowed to say, I said this last week, is it another one of these elevated designated events? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure this week. Who knows? I'm not sure. But um, no, I mean, players who've done well there. I mean, Cameron Young did really well there last year and he's had quite a solid start to the season, but not really done anything. He had a second, second place, but I'd like to see him Claim his first victory, but yeah. Justin Thomas has done well there before. Obviously, played played well last week. Um, you know, Scheffler will be there again, and who's to say he might not win again? Xander Schauffele looks like he's playing well, and you can never count out Ram or Rory. Really, no. I, I actually think this is this is another one of these events because you've got uh, Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, John Ram, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, Justin Thomas. Will Zalatoris, Colin Morikawa, Matt Fitzpatrick. In fact, you go down uh, 21, 20, I'm looking at the World Golf Rankings, uh, 21 of the top 22 players in the world are in the field this week with the only absentee from that list being Cameron Smith. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a strong field. So, yeah, so it will be, will be good. And even if you can't believe that, you know, Tommy Fleetwood's, Seamus Power, like any of these guys. I think is Moronk playing as well. I think there's some Europeans uh, coming over. Let's have a look. Uh, Alex Norren's playing. Yeah. Yeah, Adrian Moronk. Sponsors exemption for Adrian Moronk. 
Nice. Um, yeah, it'd be good to see some of those European players doing well as well, wouldn't it? So, yeah, definitely. And um, this week on the DP World Tour, we're obviously heading over to Thailand as well. So probably another event we're not going to see a hell of a lot of because um, of the time difference and, and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, in terms of the field, probably a little bit stronger than it was um, last week. But, you know, we've got some similar faces up there which which will probably fancy fancy doing well. I mean... Our man Dan Gavins is back in the field again this week after his win over in, uh, well, Ras Al Khaimah, Dubai, same thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've, we've obviously got players over there who are, who are on form, the ones I, I spoke about before, like the likes of Mathieu Pavon and um, Antoine Rosner, who are going well, your man Richard Mansell. Um, and I, I just desperately want Marcus to start putting some scores together because he, he needs some money and needs some points. This is true. It's a t- it's it's another one of these. Um, you you do get this this kind of early season swing on the DP World Tour where the events like this kind of come thick and fast, and it's very difficult to know, um, you know who who's going to do well. Um, you know, I think people are still trying to get a bit of momentum, but you've got these guys that can, you know, get get a good foothold in the uh, in the rankings for the year. Um, <clears throat> it's hard to pick. I mean. Uh, Matthew Pavon has been playing quite well, hasn't he? Um, he has, yeah, really well. That's where I'm going this week. You reckon, yeah? You reckon he's going to yeah. win? Yeah, I mean that was a stick your finger in your mouth and stick it up in the air type of pick. <laughs> to be honest, there's no there's no work gone into this. <laughs> Absolutely just winging it. Um, but yeah, no, it's just you know he's he's been playing well the last few weeks, so why not? Absolutely. I do wonder with I do I <clears throat> I do always wonder with these little swings where they've you know kind of you know played in you know a certain part of the world. You get it with Dubai and then they go off to the the Far East for a, a few events. So next after this event, you've got one in India, and you know these guys tend to go away and play maybe three or four events back to back to save on the travelling. And I just wonder it gets to like the third and fourth, and do they start to get tired? Do they start to feel like they might be better off at home working on certain things or yeah, it's uh it's interesting though. It can throw up some uh, obscure uh, winners. I know from speaking to Dan, he's playing this and then he's coming home and having two weeks off. So yeah, I mean <clears throat> would make sense. Yeah, it would really. So yeah, you, you, some people may take the chance to have, have this week off potentially, but you know, it's one of those, do you miss out on, a week where the field might be a little bit weaker and you might have more of a chance. It, it, it's such a difficult balancing act for those guys, really, who are who are trying to make their living and and get as many points as they can. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you look at if you look at the 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 uh, what the guys earned last week. I mean, the winner got three hundred and twenty odd thousand euros. But you know, if you look down to someone like Richard Mansell, for example, he finished in a tie for six, uh, forty six grand. Um, Matthew Southgate and Dale Whitnell, you know, 28, 29 grand. Um, Matthew Jordan was, a, a, you know, a couple of shots back. He's, you know, 22, 23 grand. Like, it's still a lot of money to these guys, you know. It's still, um, it's still, you know, your mate Dan Bradbury, 14 grand. It's, you know, exactly. it's... I mean, he's not Mr. Cut yet. Um, no. You know, I, I would, 
I don't know what he's planning to do, but I suggest he's probably going to play and then maybe come home and have a couple of weeks off again. So um, I have actually spoke to him as well about potentially coming on the podcast, and he seems pretty happy to do that. So hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to we're going to hear from Dan Bradbury as well. Yeah, which would be pretty cool. But yeah, I, I think they've they've kind of got a for him. It's an unknown. You just he doesn't know how many tournaments he should be playing. He's not been in this position where he can play in everything. So I mean, it's one of those: which ones do I leave out? And which ones do I play? Yeah, and also while the opportunity is there, you know, you almost almost take it with both hands. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking on the list for the um, event at India, the week after, and I don't see him on the list yet. I do see Marcus Armitage on there. Yeah, um, Marcus has done all right there before, actually. Yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean that that's an event. A few of them tend to sort of swerve if they if they can really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an- another another good week in prospect, really. I wanted to just have a have a bit of a chat about. So last week, I mentioned that I was going to the business conference with TGI, right? So my buying group that I'm part of. So I was able to go this week and be in the company of lots of other PGA pros. Um, so I think there was probably a hundred or so of us there at this event. Plus, there were people from different brands that were there as well. So, um. You know, it was it was a two day kind of, um, I suppose, business seminar and conference. Really, that um, we got on the first day, we were kind of put into groups and um, went round four different kind of um, with three different speakers, and then we had like a brand showcase there as well. So we had a chap uh, called Ian Kelsall from Insight Six, who was who was teaching us how to kind of improve the experience that our customers have when they come into our businesses and stuff. So almost helping with our the retail and kind of the, I suppose, you know, the, the contact points we have with customers within our businesses, really. We also had a bit of a talk from some of the retail consultants through TGI. And many of you won't know this, but if you're part of the TGI Golf Partnership, as, as I am, um, we have a designated um, retail consultant within our area of the country who is at our disposal, free of charge, will come around, help us to if it's merchandising stuff, look through our sales figures and see where we're doing well, where we're not doing so well, give us advice on which brands to get rid of or which ones to maybe stop more of and all that kind of stuff. So it's an absolutely invaluable kind of service that they offer. We also had um, uh, a chap called Peter Jones, not the one from Dragon's Den, but um, he was... Uh, a wealth management consultant. So talking to us about kind of how to manage your money and, and kind of look towards your retirement and all that kind of stuff. So things that people might neglect during their careers. And then we had a brand showcase. So as I said, lots and lots of different brands from the industry were there showing off their products, but also just more of a networking event as well. So I got to speak to my reps and stuff like that. So it was that first day was really, really good. And that was up in Harrogate, which for many of you um, may have visited the trade show that had been there before in Harrogate, but that's no longer something that is is taking place each year. So this is a great chance to meet up with other professionals and kind of see a lot of the brands as well. Um, obviously, Matt, this is something you'll have had no experience of or never really kind of no, been. Um, is, is, it, is it in the same place where Bigger have their, um, like their greenkeeping conference in are they i think they have because that's harrogate isn't it not? it is i think they have theirs in the conference center there which is okay where the old 
old like PGA show used to be. So like the one they have in um, Orlando, they used to do one on a much smaller scale over here in the UK for obviously UK and Ireland pros to go to, which um, was normally sort of end of the the year and, um, you know, it was kind of a good good event to go to and a lot you used to do quite a lot of business there as well really with your reps and stuff but yeah for some reason that that sort of lost its appeal and and people stopped going there i think mainly because a lot of the brands didn't have their products ready to go to market at that stage because it was in like november time and and you know a lot of them don't release anything until january do they but it's um yeah it this was was just obviously run by TGI, my my buying group, who I've been part of for obviously the whole seven years I've had my business, and they're they're absolutely brilliant to be honest. Not just stuff like this, but um, you know that that evening when we got there, so it was Tuesday and Wednesday last week, and um, the Tuesday evening TGI used for their awards. So we as partners and and PGA pros vote for you know think things like the best apparel supplier, the best hardware supplier. We give feedback all the time on different products and TGI give those awards out at this this uh, dinner as well. So it was a black tie dinner um, last Tuesday night um, in Harrogate, which was, which was fantastic. And then um, awards are obviously given to TGI partners as well. So Pro Shop of the Year or um, TGI Partner of the Year and ones yeah loads of different far-ranging kind of awards that are given out to to other pga professionals as well so it was great and then the the second day we we got um talks from well a few people but the kind of main ones were a guy called dr paul wood who's the vice president of engineering at ping so he's an english guy but based over in um in ping arizona so so he's over in phoenix um, his team basically design all of the ping products that you'll uh, you'll get to hit. Do you know what I mean? So everything from G430 drivers up, up to putters, bags, everything. And he was kind of talking us through the design process and also like testing and everything and just how many people are involved with some of those products that we kind of take for granted just walking into a pro shop really yeah it sound obviously it sounds like a good couple of days like was it was it heavy for you guys like do you come away feeling like you've taken a lot of information in or worried that maybe you're not taking in as much as you'd like to um it it's pretty yeah it's pretty heavy um but it but it's good yeah well, you get to ask a lot of questions obviously the evening comes with quite a lot of alcohol consumption as well so you tend to feel a little bit delicate on the Wednesday morning, but um, but it was good. No, it, it was great to catch up with people that you don't really see all that often. But you know, things like getting to getting to pick the brains of people who are actually designing golf equipment, like like Paul Wood, were absolutely fantastic. And the second speaker that we had was a guy called Chris Cook, who's an Olympian, motivational speaker. He's he's been to I think two Olympics. He's won Commonwealth gold in swimming as well. Um, I think he did the the hundred meters. Um, breaststroke um, and was like I say a um, Commonwealth Games gold medalist in that and uh, he he sort of talked us through his like training routines and how how he used to kind of mentally prepare himself for not only training but obviously competition and stuff like that as well and you know he's he sort of almost simplified everything in that you know his his only job was swimming two lengths of the pool as fast as he possibly could and <laughs> And really, when when it came down to it, that was all that mattered. And he was kind of prioritizing 
the way he trained and also anything that he did in his life. And if, if it didn't help him swim two lengths of the pool faster, he just binned it off basically and it wasn't important. So so it was it was kind of very, very good from that uh, perspective of kind of aligning your goals and you know from as golfers we we all know we, we want to get better at golf and we, and we love this game and want to improve at it and there's lots of stuff that we do that actually doesn't make you any better at golf and some of those things are your practice routines you know if you're going to the range and you're doing the same thing every time and you're not seeing any improvement then chances are you need to do something to shake it up yep i would agree um i've got a couple more questions go for it a little bit more light-hearted um, in Holbrook spirit. Uh, so my first question was, um, you said that it was a good chance for you to catch up with some of your reps. Was there any that had been avoiding your emails or phone calls that you finally managed to pin down? Uh, what, mm, you don't not, have to name names. Don't name in, names. In so much as the one that I wanted to talk to wasn't there, but his boss was, so I got to talk to him, which was quite nice. Job done, good. Uh, and was there any? Uh, is there any uh, beef between like local pros and kind of nicking business and people going to see different pros for lessons and stuff, or is it all? Oh, kind no, of- all, no, absolutely not. I mean, uh, well, certainly there isn't from me. But I was actually sat next to another PGA pro, and one of her members had actually been to see me for some clubs being fitted the week before, and uh, and she, she was absolutely not bothered in the slightest. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was it was good to be honest, but no, it, it was just good to good to see people. And you know, with with, with TGI, a, a lot of people uh, refer to it, and I would certainly say this that it's it's almost the TGI family, and everyone says that you know it, it's kind of you can talk to anyone at any time, and they're always on the end of the phone if you've got any problems with anything. The, the brands are very receptive to you getting in contact as well, and and T, you know if you've got problems, TGI will put pressure on them, and you know it's it's a huge group. There's five hundred odd pro shops part of TGI. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of buying power there. So, so yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good that they do that. Yeah, it's good. Um, so, my this week then, come on, let's talk about this. So, what are you doing this week? Um, so this week uh, is going to be pretty much dominated by um, the Netflix series Full Swing. Okay, right. so I'll You've I'll come on to movies. I I haven't seen any of it yet. So I only I only saw on social media today that somebody had shared that the first episode had gone on to Netflix YouTube channel, right? Um, and even though I couldn't actually find it, I could, he shared the link on his Twitter page, so I watched it and kind of um, did that cool thing that the kids do nowadays, where you can show on your TV what what you're looking at on your phone. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I, I find that sort of thing fascinating. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I sat and watched it literally about an hour and a half ago. Um, and it was the first episode with that was mainly focused around uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, okay. um, and their kind of friendship slash rivalry. Um, it was really good. It was really really good. I'd I'd seen mixed reviews. I've seen one review from the tele some guy from the Telegraph circling online today that basically just ripped the whole thing to shreds and you know said how much he hated it. But um, it's clearly designed in part for people that are not into golf, maybe. Okay. Um, you know, I think there was such a such an emphasis on this drive to survive, this Formula One documentary, which I'll be honest, I've got absolutely zero interest in Formula One. So I've not even thought about watching I'm it. With you. I'm with you as well. Um, I just don't understand why anyone likes it. Yeah, but I do understand that lots of people watch that and have subsequently then got into Formula One. 
So I feel like they've kind of tried to angle this golf one down that kind of route to try and get more people, you know, interested in golf, which is great. Um, What that meant was for a golf fan at the start where they're talking about, you know, par is even, you know, eagle is two under the hole, birdie is one under the hole, bogey is one over. Um, There's a little bit of that to start with. I'm hoping that that doesn't kind of continue throughout. Um, but it was interesting. It was it was uh, nice to see. There's nothing that we didn't know already. Um, Ricky Fowler featured in it quite a bit because obviously he's close to those guys. Um, but it's nice to see the relationship that Justin Thomas has with his mum and dad. Um, you know the influence that his dad's had, uh, and it's just it's just extra. It's just extra content that you probably wouldn't have seen. Nothing, nothing that I saw made me go, wow, like that shocked me. Um, But it's interesting and it's, it's made me really want to kind of clear the schedule Wednesday night, maybe Thursday to to binge. It's going to be, you know, it's going to get a little grittier as they start to tackle the whole live scenario and debate. I know, I know Poulter has has featured in this series as well. And, um, you know, it, I'm, I'm sure that question is going to come up. Um, I don't think it'll be quite as controversial as watching like Harry and Meghan or anything, but I think um, I think obviously people have their own opinions of the whole live debate, and some some are right and some are wrong. But um, but I suppose it will kind of. I just think any pub, publicity for golf is great, um, and if it kind of brings it to a different demographic and the you you know the sort of Netflix or YouTube watcher, then why not? Yeah, and I know a lot of the um, golf influencers and YouTubers have all had early access to and have watched it all. And there's there's a couple of reviews knocking around. I've kind of tend not to not to try and read too much into them because you know I want to I want it to not cloud my judgment. Um, but there's certain things that you can't get away from. But I'll be honest, I, um, it was I think it was Rick Shields who said he sat and watched it with his wife, who is not into golf at all, and she's and he said that she had really enjoyed it. Well, okay. um, whether um, I'm going to get Mrs. H to sit down. I mean, I'll report back next week, but don't hold your breath for a, for a review on uh, Full Swing from Mrs. H. No, I don't think Mrs. Russell will be into it either. To be honest. She'd be rather watch Love Island. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly that. Catter and more on it this week. Well, you, you can report back then because I'm probably not going to have time to watch it, but I, I definitely will watch it at some stage. But yeah, it, it'd be great, great to see that and great to have a look. So we mentioned earlier that I haven't played golf, but I've been outside, right? <laughs> and, and I've it was today, actually. So I had a, a couple of cancellations in my diary. So I had like a two-hour window today. Looked outside and it was nice and sunny. And I thought, yeah, I've been hitting lots of balls inside, and as you know, doing loads of videos and all that kind of stuff, and and comparing one driver against another and all that kind of stuff. And I've obviously got a tournament coming up in Turkey in just less than three weeks' time now, and I still have no idea what clubs I'm going to take with me. Right, so I've I've almost been doing my own little auditions as to what clubs are going to make it into the bag. Right, the put the putters set. Right? That's not going to change. Love it. Never going to change it. But, uh, and wedges generally, they're going to stay the same. But irons, I was undecided. I've got two sets of irons. I've also 
got had about five drivers that have been hitting. I don't know which one works the best. Um, I've seen it on the track, man, but seeing the ball fly out there live on the practice ground is a different thing. And the same with fairway woods as well. But I'm pleased to report I've narrowed it down, right? I've got 14 clubs in the bag that I'm happy with. And that, I feel, I feel, I feel, sorry, I feel like I, I feel like there was more coming. I thought it was going to give me some options, like it's between this and this. Or oh, I will do. Okay, so driver. Those of you that watch any of the stuff that we do on YouTube, right? No, love Callaway. Okay, I've had Callaway driver for five years, probably, um, in various different forms. But um, the ones that I've tested and the ones that I've, and this is in part down to shafts that I've got. Um, but the ones I've hit the best when doing testing are um, Paradigm, uh, Triple Diamond, and also uh, Stealth 2 Plus, okay? So I'd kind of narrowed it down to those two. Those are the ones I've I've hit the best on the track, man, but obviously not played around the golf this year, not really played around the golf with either of these drivers. I, I played a couple of holes before Christmas, one round with one driver and one round with another, and it was freezing cold and frozen, so I couldn't really tell. But today, like I say, I took the track man with me, went up onto the practice ground in the sunshine and hit balls for a couple of hours. So I started with my irons, ended up picking the set of irons that I've had for two years already, which were Callaway TCB, because I just hit them great, and they go really straight, and they're really forgiving. Um, so, so, yeah, no change there. But fairway wood, so... Those of you that have seen some of the social media stuff that I've done. Um, Come on, don't break my heart. Come on. Really like um, really like Paradigm Triple Diamond and also was hitting the um, TaylorMade Stealth 2 Plus very well. So on the stuff that I'd done on the Trackman, the Callaway one was going the furthest, but the TaylorMade one was by far the straightest. Okay. When I got on the practice ground, couldn't really tell much difference, but the Callaway one just went so much further and I could hit different shots with it. So I was hitting cuts, I was hitting draws, I was hitting high and hitting low and could just hit any shot I wanted with it pretty much. So Callaway Paradigm, Triple Diamond, 15, set at 14 degrees is in the bag. Nice. That's going to turn. <clears throat> I thought you was going to tell me that you'd put the Cobra Aerojet in. Well, this, this, do you know what? I'm happy. I want to try it more. I just don't have a shaft stiff enough to test it properly. Okay. I love the head. I think it looks awesome. Yeah. In, fact, in fact, of everything I've tried, I think it looks the best. But I've got ventus black shafts in TaylorMade and in Callaway, and they seem to suit me really nicely in Fairway Woods. I don't have one in the Cobra. So if you're listening, Cobra, send us a shaft. Um, but then driver, again, uh, I've had a shaft that I've used for a couple of years, so uh, Evenflow White uh, Project X shaft that I've, I've used in just about every driver I've had for about the last five years. Really like it. But I've changed the shaft that I'm going to use this year, Matt. I've gone oh, Vent- Ventus Black again, 60X, which I tried in both the TaylorMade and the Callaway. And, you know, have, having hit a lot of shots with the TaylorMade one. And even there's a video coming out this week where I've played a few holes at Howley with with just TaylorMade clubs, right? So all the way through the bag, 14 TaylorMade clubs and played quite nicely with them. And I hit one drive with the the Stealth 2 Plus on there that 
went about 320 yards and dead straight. Okay. And I, I honestly thought before this test that was going to, nothing was going to beat that. But having tested um, all the drivers and hit loads of shots, again, paradigm, triple diamond, nine degree was just by far the best. So is that you set now for the year or were you? I think so. Yeah. Are you are you a tinkerer throughout the year? Because obviously, working in the shop, right, you've got access to kind of be able to just put one down and pick one up again. Um, I, I'm I think I'm pretty set. Yeah. Um, I I don't see myself changing that much. I've got five wood, which again I tested today, which is the old uh, Epic Speed five wood. I just can't find anything better than that. Again, I can just hit any shot I want with it and I love it. Um. But yeah, I to be honest, I I didn't think I hit some shots inside the other day with the with the uh, paradigm driver, the car, um, triple diamond, and literally was hitting it horrendous and just didn't know. And but yeah, picked the tailor made one up and just nailed it straight away. So yeah. honestly, before getting out on the practice ground, I thought the tailor made one was going to win by a mile. But I literally just hit this shot with the Callaway one, which didn't really have much shape on and was high, low spin, and was just carrying miles further. So. Just goes to show the importance of a good, good, you know, hitting hitting enough balls, a good proper fit. Yeah, absolutely. To make sure that yeah. If, if, ironically enough, a, a mate of mine had texted me literally just as we were about to record this and said, you know, what's what's your thoughts on all the drivers? Because I'm thinking of a new driver, and I'm like, literally, like, I couldn't. You couldn't ask me a more vague question. Like, go and you know, go and try as many as you possibly can, and you pick the one that's got the best results. Um, yeah, exactly and, and that's that's exactly what I've done it just so happens I've got 14 Callaway clubs in my bag and that is not in any way because Callaway pay me or give me <laughs> and nothing like that it, it's just because I've tested everything and for some reason I've had Callaway wedges probably the last three sets of wedges I've had a Callaway I just love the shape of them I've had an Odyssey putter for absolutely ages and love it um, and again like like I've just said I've got a five wood in there that's what three four years old now and i've just got the new paradigm fairway woods but it was pretty close between them and tailor-made if i'm honest and the other set of irons i've been testing were p7mb tailor-made and i don't know there's not nothing really to choose between them and the callaway ones i've got i just know that the callaway ones i've got i know what they do and and that's simple as that sounds good all you need to do now is go and play some golf isn't it i need to get at least one round in before i go to turkey otherwise yeah i'm gonna look look uh bit of an idiot but um but no I felt good hitting balls today out in the sunshine and actually seeing some ball flight for a change it was good it's good for the soul it is so what are you playing in this week then mate is it just just normal club stuff or no so I only play I actually only play every other weekend so I will try and get out um hopefully one afternoon this week if I can get some work done early enough um but yeah other than that it would just be range um yeah, just range and maintenance of the swing and just making sure that I'm off the following week playing a couple of times because it's my birthday next week. What the fuck? Um, so I'll have a day out for my birthday. What's that? Did you say how at 24 I'll be? 24. <laughs> um, you can turn turn them numbers around and it'll be a little bit closer. Um. So, yeah, so there's uh, there's plenty coming up, plenty coming up. 
Good. About, well, as always, go and play some golf, Ryan. Next week, I, will, I, I want will, you to tell uh, me that you've been out and played some golf. I might not play this week. It might be the week after, but I don't know. But yeah, as always, if you want to get in contact with me and Matt, if you want to talk to us about your golf, if you want to ask us any questions or give us some stuff that you want us to talk about on the podcast next week, you can do that. So info at golfshake.com will get through to me or Matt. So that's all we've got time for this week. But as always, a reminder to keep watching, reading and listening to all of our content here on Golf Shake to help you play more and play better. And you could do that on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, the videos that we do on YouTube, or of course, on the website at golfshake.com. Hopefully you've all enjoyed that and me and Matt will all see you next week.